think also the fact that our family story had been in the public image for pretty much my entire life, starting with Alex's first ascent of Everest um, when I was two years old. You know, that's when he really stepped into the limelight as a climber. And um, so the idea of finally kind of taking a stab at telling our story from my perspective, the perspective of this kid, of the hero, who had been regaled in tales my entire life. You know, that's when it really became something that rose to the forefront of my mind as something that could be a project for me to pursue. Max Lowe is an incredible adventure filmmaker whose award-winning films have screened at festivals like Cannes and Tribeca. He's also the son of the famous mountaineer Alex Lowe. Late last year, Max came out with his biggest documentary to date. It's a personal story called Torn. It tells the story of his iconic father's death and how it has impacted his family. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living. Do you have any memories of dad? Honestly, all that I have to describe him as is basically what he did. We all have a glorified idea of who Alex was. Bring it on. Ah, now I want it bad. In the 90s, Max's dad, Alex Lowe, emerges one of the best mountain climbers of the century. He summited Mount Everest twice, he rescued teams off of Denali, and he climbed some of the world's most challenging ascents. Alex's friend and fellow elite climber, Conrad Anker, was also a renowned mountain athlete. In the fall of 1999, Alex and Conrad went on an expedition to Shishapangma, a mountain in Tibet. When an avalanche struck, the team split up and they ran in opposite directions. Alex was buried along with cameraman David Bridges. Miraculously, Conrad survived. Conrad, who was devastated by his climbing partner's death, moved to Bozeman, Montana to help care for Alex's widow Jennifer and their three sons. Conrad ended up stepping in as a father figure for Max and his brothers. Pretty soon, Conrad and Jennifer fell in love, and a year and a half later, they got married. In 2016, Alex Lowe's body was found, mostly preserved by ice on the side of Shishapangma. His family flew to Tibet to recover his body and hold a funeral. As they prepared for this adventure, Max decided to document their journey. He didn't know it at the time, but the footage Max took while recovering his father's body would become a large part of Torn. The movie premiered at the Telluride Film Festival in 2021. In this podcast episode, Max talks about several family members. So just a reminder, Alex Lowe is Max's biological father. Conrad Anker is his stepdad. The story of their family is complicated and also beautiful. Before Max decided to make Torn, his family hadn't had that many private conversations about losing Alex. But that was one of the reasons why Max wanted to shoot this documentary. Max Lowe, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. So I really related personally to your film 
um, because I was 11 when my father died and it was just sudden. He died of a heart attack. He was a dentist and my mom remarried really fast after. I just related so much to your story and um, I'm just really curious. When when did you know you were going to make this film? Like, is this something that you had in you for a long, long time? I've been writing about my father's death since I was pretty much 11. You know, I don't, I don't think it really occurred to me until pretty recent, to be honest. And the few years leading up to 2016, when we went over to recover Alex's remains, you know, I thought about maybe making a film about Alex someday, just as an excuse to dig into this huge trove of archive that our family has. Um, you know, there's just like a cabinet in my parents' basement that is just filled with slides and old VHS tapes from all the expeditions and programs that were done about Alex and Conrad over the years. And then also all this footage that Alex and my mom and Conrad had shot of our family. And I just had never really touched that in my life up until that point. Cause I mean, for most of my life after Alex's death, you know, even like hearing a song that like resembled him in a memory or seeing a photo of him, uh, let alone watching a video or hearing his voice. You know, it was just painful. And so I just avoided it, which I think is probably what most people do in that situation. And in 2016, when, when we decided as a family to go back and recover his remains when they were discovered alongside David Bridges, the other climber who was killed in that avalanche, you know, that's when it really became something that rose to the forefront of my mind as something that could be a project for me to pursue. I, with the permission of my family, decided to film that journey and document it for whatever purpose, whether that be a project or just for our purposes of self-discovery, because I knew it was going to be an emotional bomb. But it wasn't really until I got back from that trip that the idea of what the film could be really started to form. You know, it was on that trip that my eyes were open to just how much Alex still was in our lives and the trauma of his death still guided each of us so strongly in different ways. Even 17 years later, my stepdad Conrad, you know, I could see so clearly how much he was still struggling with survivor's guilt and imposter syndrome and how much my mom, even 17 years later, still like loved Alex so deeply. I never got to say goodbye really. And how me and my two younger brothers each had this complex and messy relationship with the idea of this man who, you know, because of his fame in the world we exist in, never really faded. You know, the man faded, our father figure faded from our lives, but the stories of who Alex was and what he did, you know, continued on informing how each of us experienced our world. And that really became the core of the story that I wanted to tell. I've heard of your dad's story for years. And I remember when the body was recovered, but I didn't know you and your face and that there's these kids attached to it. I couldn't help but think like being a little kid when I was young, uh, my father died and there was a open viewing. I didn't go. And so I would like continue to see my dad riding his bike. And I thought, well, maybe he didn't really die. 
And for you, there's been so many years where like, geez, I'm going to get choked up talking to you about this, but like there are so many years you didn't see your dad. And I remember there's this line in the movie, like he's like kind of like an astronaut lost in space. Did you think like, was there part of your little kid brain ever that was like, maybe dad just like wanted to keep climbing and kind of hid or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a big part of my conflict in embracing Conrad as a father figure after Alex's death. You know, I turned 11 five days after his death and uh, he had written me this um, birthday card, painted me this birthday card and it arrived, you know, maybe a week after my birthday or something like that. Cause it had been shipped from Tibet. And uh, you know, that cemented in my mind, this idea that he wasn't gone and that I shouldn't say goodbye to him for forever. And, you know, I haven't, done probably the proper amount of therapy to truly unpack what that did to my brain as a child. But, you know, those sorts of experiences are the kind that end up driving you through life, whether or not you acknowledge them. You know, these things that, you know, we experience as kids, especially uh, because we don't really know how to understand them. But even as adults, you know, we just aren't very good at processing trauma and (laughs) how those traumas impact us in different ways. And uh, so for me, you know, I, I kind of like lived with that f- hanging feeling, you know, I just never had any closure on Alex's death and his life and Im- impact on my life and definitely hung on to, to that idea that Alex might come back someday for, for years after his death. The story that Max shares in the movie Torn is as much about his family as it is about his late father, Alex. In the film, he asks his parents and his brothers pressing questions that are clearly uncomfortable and painful to answer. Max is the oldest of the three boys. He was 11 when Alex died. When he decided to make the film, it took some convincing to get his brothers on board. But Max's brothers and his parents ended up telling their story with a level of honesty and vulnerability that he didn't expect. What were the parts about making this film that actually brought you joy? Because it seems like it was a really challenging film to make, but it's so beautiful that there had to have been parts that were also joyful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the the purpose for for me and my family was breaking through this painful emotional wall and so that is a good majority of what the film is and you know that's one of the reasons my mom was upset with me at first because she's like our our life is not this sad like me and my brothers are goofballs and most often are just joking with each other and you know we all inherited alex's like dry coy sense of humor and you know, our lives since have been a great adventure. And, um, you know, if I could have made this movie three hours long, you know, it would have showed a lot more of that, but, you know, you, you make a film as a tool to deliver something and, and, you know, torn ended up being what it is as a sharpened tool. And, um, you know, the, the process of going through the film was, was, uh, it was a joy in many moments, you know, it was hard in some, but 
getting to go back and watch through all the archive of Alex once I'd kind of broken into the, into the inner sanctum of being comfortable being in that space. And, you know, I think having the film, this thing that I was creating for a larger purpose other than just my own allowed me that strength and courage. Um, but, you know, getting to watch this footage of him doing what he loved in life and seeing him interacting with me and my brothers with a camera, you know, as a filmmaker who's making a film about his own family to be able to like, see that my dad took the time to like shoot a day of skiing with this like old handy cam with me and a brothers and like bust out the camera and film us all on Christmas morning. You know, it gave me this sense of understanding of who he was in a deeper sense that you know, I was missing before that, I think. And there was a lot of beauty in that. And, and it is sad because you're looking into this alternate universe, but at the same time, you're like finding pieces of your own puzzle that you didn't even know you were missing <laughs> before. And that was just a remarkable gift. So moral of the story is take more iPhone videos of your kids. <laughs> In the film, you get a peek into the treasure trove of home videos that his family had. There's footage of the boys growing up and also a lot of film from Alex's early interviews and expeditions. In the 1980s and the 90s, Alex was a famous climber. He was pushing the envelope of possibility for mountaineers. His fame also meant that his family's story was well known and Max's brothers weren't ready to return to the public eye. What was it like having these challenging conversations with your brothers? Yeah, I mean, I'm the annoying brother that's always like trying to drag everybody into stuff. But, uh, you know, you could tell in the film that my brothers were skeptical. And, you know, I think of that. It's just because they were my brothers. You know, my parents signed up and they were like, okay, this is our son. Like, we have to do this. But my brothers were like, come on. You're really going to do this to us? <laughs> and I think that they, from the very get-go, have just distance themselves a little bit more from our story especially since it's so public um and the fact that alex and conrad and my mom's kind of story about their lives and who they are you know has shaped each of us in ways that we didn't have any control over and i think that they kind of resented that a little bit more they wanted to each find their own path that that didn't intersect with this very strong pull of our family story and legacy. And um, especially for my brother, Sam, who shot uh, a lot of the footage from Tibet, you know, any, th any shots in there that you see me in frame or a lot of them, ones that Sam shot, um, he works in film. And um, when we came back from Tibet, you know, I asked if he wanted to make this film with me and he said, no, you know, it wasn't something that he wanted to go into. Uh, that he didn't see the value in for himself at that moment. And I think that both of them have found something more in it since the film has come out and started to be something that is being talked about in a broader sense. And Sam and Isaac, you see in the film, they didn't really have any memories of Alex. And so the film for them, as well as myself, has been you know, the broadest understanding of him as a man that we've ever really been able to grasp and uh i can't speak for them but 
just in my conversations and observations of how they've interacted with the story. They've, I think that they've found something in it. And even though we have turned over the stone and showed the world what is underneath parts of each of us that we were hiding, doesn't mean that we're done in any way exploring all this stuff and what it means to each of us. I'm sure that me and my brothers will have a developing and evolving relationship with this story for the rest of our lives. What happened when you showed the film to your family for the first time? Um, Different reactions. I mean, my family is all pretty used to stories about us coming out and being presented to the world. But, you know, this was different because it was, you know, on a level of vulnerability that they had never really stepped up to before. And they did that for me. They did that because they love me. And I think instilled in the title of the film is this idea that each of us, you know, if you experience something like this as a family or in any sort of group, like each person is going to have their unique perspective on it. Each person is going to be torn from that trauma in a different way. You know, no terror is the same. And in that sense, you know, my mom and my dad and each of my brothers have their own perspective and experience of all of this. And so when I showed the film to all of them for the first time, you know, they each had their unique reactions to it and um, their process of experiencing both the making of the film and then the release of the film has been different as well. And my mom, you know, had a lot of issues with the film early on. You know, she has been kind of this mother grizzly bear is how she describes herself in regards to defending that not only the story of Alex and the story of our family, but, you know, the experience that each of us is going to take away from interacting with that story. And it was hard for her um, to allow me to have my own perspective on this. You know, she has been the guardian of this story for so long that having me come in and take my own tack and have my own observations of the decisions that Alex made in life and the decisions that she and Conrad made, um, you know, that was challenging for her and Conrad. On the other hand, kind of just gave me free reign and supported me throughout the production. But you know, when the film initially premiered and was being released to the world, you know, he had a much harder time sharing that side of himself. You know, he is not an emotionally vulnerable person um, naturally. And to find the value in sharing the story with the world was a longer journey for him, I think. When we come back, Max talks about coming to terms with his parents' imperfections in humanity, the experience of releasing the film, and what he hopes people will take away from his movie Torn. Max's stepfather, Conrad Anker, is an icon in the climbing world. I knew of him at a young age, and he always seemed like this larger-than-life guy. Conrad and Alex were both incredibly talented, and they rose to fame at the same time. 
Conrad has climbed some of the most challenging peaks in the world, and he's been featured in many adventure films. He's also been a North Face athlete for decades. He's an absolute legend to so many. For Max, Conrad is someone else. He stepped in as a parent, and at first, that wasn't the easiest thing for Max to accept. There's something your mom says at the end. And I thought this was so beautiful because I it helped me understand my mom. And she says to you, and it's in the trailer, she says, she wanted you to know you can lose someone you love and love again. And when I heard that line, I was like, God, that's so beautiful and so hard to understand as a child. Like I always thought my mom's pool of love is like just finite and it's like a pie. And if she gives a little bit of love to like one sibling, that piece of pie is gone. But like, I don't think a mother's love is a pie. It's completely infinite. And they're also humans. So it's really interesting. You know, the, there's a point in every adult's life where their parents are not these larger than life characters. They're like fully human how did you, like, at what point did you decide your parents were, like, also just fully human with yeah maybe not given the same tools you were given? And I mean, it took me a while to come around to that understanding. And my mom wrote a book about her life with Alex and the experience of his death called Forget-Me-Not that came out in the early 2000s after his death. And writing that book for her, I think, was very similar process that I went through in making Torn and you know, I, I actually hadn't finished reading the book until I started working on Torn over 10 years later because, because I think it was difficult for me. I remember you know, reading the book on an airplane and just like weeping quietly <laughs> and just shutting it and similar to seeing photos or hearing his voice or, or whatever. You know, it was just like this thing that I had eventually a few years after his death kind of just like closed off this part of myself in him that I had just kind of closed off and left behind because I didn't think I would ever be able to really wrap my head around understanding who I was because of him other than the stories people would tell me about how awesome he was. I think that making Torn personally and selfishly was a way by which I was finally able to reconcile accepting this fact that my parents were all just people, you know, with their beautiful parts and their ugly parts and their challenges. And um, I think that, you know, every child has a hard time come to terms with that. I really have recognized that, you know, starting in Tibet when we went back to recover his remains and, and put him to rest and through the process of making Torn. It was a pretty in-depth examination of generational trauma and how, you know, looking at my parents' experiences in life and how they decided to choose partners. You know, my mom's father was a fighter pilot in World War II who had all sorts of horrendous traumas as a young man that he carried into his life with his family. And that informed as I observed it, how she chose to be with Alex and then Conrad and these experiences, you know, they just carry on far into where you fail to be able to really see how they are impacting and driving you.
Vax has worked on several documentaries and corporate productions. This film felt a lot different. It was his biggest professional project to date, and there were so many emotions, personalities, and family dynamics at play. After several years of filming and production, Max was finally ready to release Torn in 2020. But the premiere didn't go quite as planned. For one thing, the pandemic happened. A lot of times when people have a big project like this, there's like a depression that sinks in after it's finished. Did you experience a come down like that? Oh yeah, I mean, well, Torn was supposed to come out in the fall of 2020. When everything was canceled, we were kind of looking down the pike at doing a total virtual release of the film and just didn't feel right to me because so much of why I had gone into this project and committed myself and my family to it was so that I could experience sharing that story and have my family see the value in sharing it. I felt like I saw the value in sharing vulnerability in this way pretty early on, but I wanted my family to like be able to sit in an audience with people and see how other people saw value in stepping up to the plate and presenting yourself in this way. And that was worth it in the end. But that year of waiting was definitely hard because I had finished this thing that, you know, was a huge personal emotional leap. And then also like the biggest step in my personal career up into that point. And then we just shelved it and (laughs) didn't, tell anybody about it. I didn't watch the film for almost a year until I watched it with my girlfriend a few weeks before the Telluride premiere this last September. It was like the first time in my life that I have been depressed, I think. I've had moments where I had a hard time finding the next step, but that was just such a big step that I couldn't fathom taking another one that big without having this thing out in the world and the affirmation that would come with it. The affirmation of seeing that it did, but I hoped it might for people. And um, yeah, I mean, I I have a bunch of ideas brewing at the moment and I'm looking for my next project um, right now, but I think having, having torn out in the world was, was a big part of me finding my ability to even start thinking about that because um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no harm in, and nothing wrong with having to like have that outside affirmation. <laughs> I feel like you always feel like you should be able to just do everything on your own and believe in yourself. But, you know, it, with Torn, I had made it to do a specific thing and I was so afraid that it wasn't going to and that it was going to be terrible and <laughs> everyone was going to hate it and it was going to be too sad and <laughs> that was going to be the end of my storytelling career. What did you learn about grief and loss that I guess that people are are telling you maybe they learned from the movie too, that's been helpful? Um, I mean, I think, you know, grief and loss is something that you just experience. And then what really hangs with you is how that impacts the decisions you make going forward. I think that's what I probably learned the most about, and you know, how you say goodbye and how you allow things to carry on in you and how you analyze the decisions you're making because of the feelings you had during those moments of grief and loss. Losing Alex as a young boy, I think that that impacted me in a pretty strong way. You know, if it's too painful to look back at those moments and analyze what they meant to you, 
you know, you're never going to learn how they changed you. It's really interesting to hear you talk about this because you can talk about this um, as if almost you've been to therapy for like years and years and years. But I imagine it was just making this film that allowed you to connect a lot of dots. Yeah. Or I don't know, along the way, did you go to therapy? Like, what did you do? I did go to therapy um, in the following couple of years. And I think it is kind of something of our generation, maybe, that I have had conversations with the people in my life that I trust about this stuff a lot more than I would have had otherwise. And maybe that my parents did. I think our parents' generation is kind of like the last of the wave of like, just don't talk about that sort of stuff. What do you hope people take away from the film? I mean, there's so many messages, but like, what do you hope people take away? I mean, I think that my hope in what people take away from the film is, uh, better understanding of the value in love, whether that's love you already have, you know, love is complex and difficult to navigate. And sometimes it's ugly to navigate and, you know, it's never going to be something that just comes easy. And I hope that people see in torn the value in committing yourself to that. That's what I'm hoping I can achieve coming out of this whole experience is, is finding more value and trusting that it's worth it. Like my mom says in the film, um, it's worth it to trust in love, even if you know that you could get hurt. Torn is a beautiful, heart-wrenching story of one family breaking apart and becoming whole again. I think Max is showing people that it's possible to wade through pain and come out the other side. This movie will help so many people dealing with grief, with love, and healing. So Max, thank you so much for making it. I know it wasn't easy. You can watch Torn on Disney+. Max, thank you again so much for coming on the show, giving us a peek behind the scenes, and being so vulnerable with us. I can relate a lot to your story, and I enjoyed this conversation a lot. Thank you for sharing your work with the world. You can see more of Max's work on his website, maxlowmedia.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at max.low. That's M-A-X dot L-O-W-E. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger, written and edited by Annie Fassler and Sylvia Thomas of Puddle Creative, and our senior producer is Chelsea Davis. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby. As always, we love it when you follow this show, when you rate it, and when you write a review wherever you listen. And remember, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas.